a lot of people live in denial because they think that to be realistic is to be depressing. I'm Dr. Mike, host of Going There. It was the first song where I wrote about how I felt like my depression was killing me and I didn't want it. Going There breaks the stigma of mental health issues by having real honest conversations with your favorite musicians, including Alessia Cara, Lizzie Hale, Jewel, Jason Isbell, Gerard Way, Lauren Gray, Shamir, and Barty Strange. There was something there that was so raw where I was like, wow, I can't believe someone would say that. Let's go there on Going There with Dr. Mike, brought to you by Sound Mind Live and the Consequence Podcast Network every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm Cressy. And I'm Allie. And today's episode is on the squad. We're going to get into the history of it, how it started, who's in, who's out, all of that. But you might notice sounds kind of interesting. It's a little echoey. Why is that, Allie? It's because we're together. Together in person. Yes. In my house. My new house. Which is completely moved into and looks great. We're on a couch, as you can see. It's literally so cute. First time Thank seeing you. it today, and Thank I absolutely you. love it. So we're in a living room, so there's probably a little echo. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's probably... A tradition now for us to start every episode with like by the way there's some audio <laughs> things you should know like okay we're trying our hardest <laughs> something you as listeners should know is that literally every time we record there's a different audio issue <laughs> like, we try so hard too so hard and it's always something different it's a struggle but you know we, we learn with experience i guess True. i guess that's the only way i do want to mention since we are in cressy's house Probably my favorite piece in your house would be the Mom, I'm a Rich Man painting above your bed. Thank you. I love it. If you need to remember, it's You Need to Calm Down music video. Yes, a share quote. I love it. I also am drinking out of my Kanye West tweet (laughs) cup that says, I'm sorry, Taylor, from September 2010. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty iconic, my friend. Allison, not this Allison, got it for my birthday. And it's the only apology that Taylor got from Kanye during that time. Because as we know, my favorite mug. he never actually reached out. That yeah. is a great mug. Yeah. Thank you. So this is a very special episode. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Yes. Sip tea. So let's start with the history of the term, the squad. Do you remember when you first started hearing... Taylor's friends being referred to as the squad? All I know is it was definitely around, like, award shows. Because it would literally, like, no one else at award shows lines up a whole group of friends. Unless it's, like, a TV show cast or something. But it was just, like, every model and actress and whoever and Taylor in the middle. Like, that was odd to see that many people lining up for a picture on the red carpet. So I feel like that's when I first noticed. And that was definitely around 1989. I don't know the exact date that this yeah. hit me. So in Taylor's 1989 era, specifically in 2015, she became ubiquitous for her squad. And this, as far as I know, is what helped spawn the colloquialism squad goals. Oh. <laughs> Just throwing out my... Uh, my um, $30,000 of debt for my English degree. <laughs> That's just a fancy word for slang. And we saw that word being thrown out a lot at events like that. 
Um, specifically the 2015 VMAs, like Allie mentioned, that's the night when Taylor wore that two-piece houndstooth, uh, sparkly outfit, you know the one. Not my favorite look of hers. No. Yeah. But I liked her eyeliner in it. She had the really intense eyeliner. <sighs> and we talked about this look before. I mean, I think we, we, well, we call everything Taylor does pretty much iconic, but we could, we said it was her iconic look in the houndstooth um two-piece and I I don't know it's just too intense it's too dark I want like yeah. light colors I'm looking more that would have been a great outfit in reputation era yeah like if I saw it then I'd probably be like oh heck yeah love it but if it 1989 era I just I wasn't a fan I don't know of that outfit understood so another thing that definitely set the squad in stone was a bad blood music video so i just wanted to remind everyone of everyone who starred in the bad blood music video yes selena gomez played arson kendrick lamar was welvin de great lena dunham was lucky fiori Haley steinfeld was the trinity soraya mcneil was the dilemma Gigi hadid was slazy ellie golding destructa x martha hunt was home slice <laughs> Kara Delavine, Mother Chucker. <laughs> Zendaya was Cutthroat. Haley Williams was the Crimson Curse. Lily Aldridge, Frostbite. Carly Kloss, Knockout. Ugh. Jessica Alba, Domino. Mariska Hargitay was Justice. Ellen Pompeo was Luna. And Cindy Crawford, Headmistress. Okay, I haven't watched this music video in a long time, but I did not know Mariska Hargitay, Jessica Alba... Cindy Crawford, Ellen Pompeo. Like, I had no idea any of those people were in that music video. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of these names don't come to mind when you think of the squad, too. So I thought yeah. it was interesting since this music video is definitely, like, tied to that word for her. Yeah. But I was also surprised by Ellie Goulding. Just yeah. because of, like, Ed Sheeran and Ellie Goulding, like, that whole history. Yeah, and, like, Cindy Crawford, too. Like, I... I just, I really didn't know, but I, some of the people, they really do just like kind of like flash a look at them, you know, so they're not really on the screen long mm -hmm. and they're in crazy costumes. So sometimes you just can't recognize who's in that video right away. For that video, for me, it felt like it never got started. You yeah. Know, like it just like kept introducing things and then it, it never went anywhere. That's my yeah. problem with it. Yeah. It just like didn't go anywhere. You know, I feel that same way about the music video for Ready For It. Yeah. Nothing go nothing got like reintroduced over and over again, but I was just like, is there a storyline? Where's the plot? Where, yeah, where's the beginning, middle, end? I don't understand. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But cool. I mean, I appreciate the production of it. We've said that before. Yeah. You know, it's like one video of the year. Yeah, which How? over blank space. Blank space should have gotten it. But <laughs> visual effects. Yeah. Pretty cool, I guess. I'm sure they had a lot of fun making it. Yeah, yeah. But. So now that we've established the history of the term, let's get into the history of the squad. Yes, let's start with the OG herself, Abigail. You know, the one from the song 15. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> so the class next to red-headed Abigail Anderson Lucier. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I've never even heard her last name. She's just Abigail to me. Like, <laughs> there is no other Abigail. So yeah, her na full name is Abigail Anderson, not Anderson. Actually, it might oh. be a typo. <laughs> I won't lie. I don't know. Let's see. I mean, I would probably have to assume it's probably it's Anderson. Not soon. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh, so 
So her full name is Abigail Anderson Lucier. So they apparently met in 2003 at Hendersonville High School in Tennessee when they were both 15. And in our MySpace episode, we see a lot of posts about Abigail and they haven't stopped since. So it's safe to say this is probably one of Taylor's longest friendships. In a 2009 interview with Oprah, Taylor says, quote, but my best friend, Abigail, we met when I was 15. First day of school, freshman year, we sat next to each other in English. She wanted to be a swimmer and go off on a college scholarship for swimming, and I wanted to be a singer. Now she's off at Kansas on a swimming scholarship, and I'm singing, Aww. end quote. Just love to see dreams realized. Um, Taylor later writes the song 15, featured on Fearless, of course, about their friendship. And not only does Abigail appear in the 15 music video, we see her in a total of six of Taylor's music videos. Six. That's Did you a know that? I... That was surprising. I would have, like, maybe said, like, two, you know? Same. I didn't realize how many she's in. That is really crazy. I did not... Okay, I'll read the list. Some of these I really didn't know. Um, But let's start with probably my favorite appearance by Abigail in the Picture to Burn music video when they're in the car. Gotta love it. That's just... In the van. Oh, in the van. (laughs) Yeah, we talked about that a lot. That was our MySpace episode. Yeah, inside jokes to our loyal listeners who... Callbacks. Yes. Um, I did not realize this. She was also in the Teardrops on My Guitar music video. She's in the school. So that's really fun. Taylor just really loves to bring her friends up. And I think that's beautiful. And in the music video for 22, she's a party guest. So that's natural. That would be fun to have your best friend on that set with you. And then in the music video for I'm Only Me When I'm With You, she's seen throughout. Obviously, that's a long um, music video of different clips from Taylor throughout the years. Yeah, it's kind of like a slideshow. Yeah, yeah. So lots of appearances in that one. And then New Romantics, because it's a concert music video, she makes a brief appearance. And then, so recently, Taylor was Abigail's maid of honor at her wedding just a couple years ago. Um, Could you imagine being another bridesmaid at that wedding? Oh, geez. I would not be able to hang. Yeah. I bet they had to play it so cool. I know. Well, and like, I guess if they're friends with Abigail, they probably are aware of the fact that Abigail is Taylor Swift's best friend. But like, I'm so lame. I literally have chills. Like, I'm like, can I be in a wedding with Taylor Swift? I wonder Um, if they had to sign NDAs or something. I mean, maybe, and, like, the pictures, like, I've seen some of the bridesmaid pictures from that, and Taylor, you know, she's doing her little side head nod, um, like, soft smile, really, like, artsy looking, like, gorgeous, and it's, like, when you look at that picture, your eyes just immediately go to Taylor, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, Abigail, too, of course, she's the bride, but, like, I just can't imagine having Taylor Swift as a bridesmaid in any wedding. Same. That, That would just be crazy. But I think it's really sweet. And then we also see Abigail in the Miss Americana documentary drinking white wine with ice cubes with Taylor while eating dinner. And Would t- you ever do that? With ice cubes? Yeah. I've yeah. never done that. No, I've done that. Hmm. Actually, um, my mom and I actually put like an ice cube in our red wine sometimes. Oh. Yeah. That's only if it's really cheap and bad. <laughs> but, um, I had never seen anyone do that until I watched the documentary. I really geeked out in the documentary when she accidentally poured like way too much ice into the like it was a lot. She spilled it, um, and now it's used as the meme for when the waitress said, "You look like an American singer," 
that's probably a really specific thing to try to describe, but it's used as a meme now, listeners. But so after that, they talk about one of their mutual friends who's a mom and about how Taylor isn't ready for that. Did they really say isn't ready? I thought they were like, she would be a great mom. Abigail says that, but Taylor is like, I just, I'm not ready for that. Like, I couldn't see myself doing that. Like, yeah. She, I don't remember exactly what Taylor says, but she, it's like talking about how awesome their friend is as a mom and how like she just isn't there yet. Interesting. Yeah, I do think that Taylor would be a great mom. And all the blankets, all the embroidered blankets she's sending to people. We get into that later. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's carry on from the true OG to the next closest OG. Yes. Much like Abigail, Selena is definitely one of the originals and has always had Taylor's back. Oh, yes. So they've attended several award shows together over the years and actually met 12 years ago in 2008. So Selena met Taylor backstage at a Jonas Brothers concert because they were both dating a Jonas Brother at the time. (laughs) Selena was with Nick and Taylor was with Joe. And in a 2017 interview with a radio station, Selena talks about meeting Taylor and said, quote, it was amazing because she was the girl with the big curly hair and all the bracelets and the cowboy boots. <laughs> and I was definitely up and coming and we just clicked. It was the best thing we got out of those relationships. <laughs> True. <laughs> a friendship with Taylor Swift. Yeah, I'll date Nick Jonas for a couple months for that. <laughs> so there are some controversies with their friendship. Okay, let's hear them. So something happened with Selena and Lord. Really? We're going to get into that when we talk about it, but some things happened. Words were exchanged. What? Yeah. What are you... What? I don't... We're gonna get there. <sighs> okay. Taylor also pretty obviously did not approve of Selena dating Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. There's this super popular clip of Justin and Selena hugging, or they, like, give each other a quick kiss or something on an award show, and the camera shows Taylor, like, seeing it, and her <laughs> face scrunches up, and she sticks her tongue out, like, she's going, like, yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, can you blame her, though? <laughs> it's such a funny gif. I love it. Aww. But really, Selena has always stood up for her and even tweeted after Snakegate in defense of Taylor saying, quote, there are more important things to talk about. Why can't people use their voice for something that fucking matters? End quote. Boom. Except in 2019, Selena posted a picture of herself on her Instagram story wearing skims. And she even tagged skims. Yeah. And she wrote that it was so freaking comfortable. Like, ew. Well, and let's not forget, at least at this time or near this time, she was or still is the most followed person on Instagram. Yeah. And people noticed. Yeah. No, I remember that being a big people thing. People reacted. So Selena obviously noticed that people noticed and she deleted yeah. the picture and she replaced it with a picture of herself and Taylor together. <laughs> so like pretty obvious she is saying, no, like I'm definitely going to be on Taylor's side no matter. She actually captioned it, quote, my ride or die. I would die for this one. This She's kind of going like really hard already. Like I would yeah. die for her. Like, I mean, but if someone was really, if that was your best friend and everyone's like, you are, you know, betraying Taylor, like you're a bad friend to Taylor. I feel like I would go kind of ham on a caption afterwards too and be like, look, let yeah. the record show. I would die for Taylor Swift. So she definitely saw the reaction. Yeah. She went pretty hard. I, I would, would die for this one. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I would have a similar reaction about Selena. Yes, it could have probably been like two sentences shorter than it was. But... I just want to know what she was thinking posting that to begin with. Yeah. I think, 
I don't know. I mean, honestly, maybe she just really did truly like the skims, you know, and kind of yeah. wasn't thinking about it. I, just, I have several problems with it. Yeah. First of all, that it's Kim. Yeah. Secondly, that it's it's her promoting shapewear. You know, yeah. like, she has so many young fans, and she yeah. already has a rocking body. And True. I, I feel like it can not be great for impressionable children seeing like yeah. she already is so hot and she feels like she needs to wear like I could shape see that wear. like I because she's so she's already so cute you know? yeah like, it rubbed me the wrong way it's hard to tell yeah you have to be careful and think about all those possibilities if you are in a position like Selena which I wasn't mm-hmm. even thinking about but yeah young fans um if they're yeah no I get it yeah well anyway <sighs> let's move on that's all of the controversies with their friendship let's Go to Emma Stone. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me take it away with Emma. So they first met in 2008 at Hollywood Life's Young Hollywood Awards. And they don't seem to be close anymore, really. Just haven't really seen many pictures of them two together. But they've probably just drifted apart over the years. They were definitely best friends at one point. I mean, I remember seeing pictures of them all over the place together. Me too. Specifically wearing the glasses the classic ray-bans together like i feel like they kind of have a similar look or face shape or something kind of retro yeah yeah they were definitely very retro looking in pictures together according to cosmopolitan emma said that she and taylor bonded over email before becoming close friends in real life they then attended a lot of parties and award shows over the years together and taylor was even emma's date for the easy a premiere which is a movie emma was the leading actress in also a hilarious movie great movie i really love that movie Same. i'm a big fan of emma stone me too oh, i love the scene where she's in the shower singing pocket full of sunshine oh yeah it's so relatable <laughs> honestly and like emma stone's level of extraness in Easy A, I feel like really matches Taylor's level of extra as well. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. it's just all so dramatic. I love it. I love it. Oh god. Um Emma even got early access to Taylor's music in 2011. Emma told NTV that she got to listen to Speak Now before it came out. Lucky Aww. her. Wow. Also in 2011, Taylor tells Pop Sugar, quote, My friends are amazing and I'm so thankful to have them. The ones that are like sisters to me are Selena Gomez and Emma Stone. They can predict my thoughts. I've known them for so long. It's really cool to have friends that are that close. I oh, That makes me really happy and kind of hope that they're still in contact. I know. I feel like they probably are. They probably just don't see each other all the time. Yeah. Um, but we see Emma at Taylor's 4th of July party. And she attended the 1989 tour and the Reputation tour. So even though we don't see them together... I feel like they're definitely on good terms. Yeah. yeah, I mean... They're just two busy people. Yeah. Also, random thought listeners just found out today, 4th of July parties for Taylor have been called Tay America. I think that's weird. I have never heard that until today. Yeah. That kind of... That, uh, Stop trying to make Tay America happen, <laughs> you know? Like, it's just... It's not going to happen. 4th of July is just owned by Taylor Swift. We don't need to call it anything else. It's just the 4th of July. We're good. We're good. Um, But let's carry on to another OG, but in murky waters these days. Yeah, I've got mixed feelings about him, and I I definitely want us to discuss Ed Sheeran. I have some thoughts about it, too, so I'm excited. 
So in 2012, Taylor apparently meets Ed Sheeran through their management. Later that year, their duet, Everything Has Changed, comes out, and that's on Taylor's Red album. Taylor even gave Ed a huge career boost by making him an opener for her Red Tour in North America. Hmm. So she was a big... She helps her friends. Yeah. I really really did not know that he opened for her. I thought that he... I would have assumed he was already super famous at that point. He was famous, but I mean, it's kind of like how Shawn Mendes opened for 1989. Like, he was already kind of famous, and then he blew up. Yeah, that is true. I mean, that is crazy exposure Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. Yeah. In 2017, Taylor told Vanity Fair, quote, We've gotten matching Scottish folds, made each other arts and crafts, Christmas presents, vacations with our families, and had each other's backs. He is the James Taylor to my Carol King, and I can't imagine a time when he wouldn't be. So that's sweet. I'm so happy hearing that. Yeah. Aww. So in 2017, we have another song from the two, now including Future, Endgame from <laughs> Reputation. Ed also co-wrote the song and started the music video. I love that song. Um, also, Ed Sheeran rapping, it's like honey for my ears. Is that what I'm saying? I don't think that's a saying. No, I don't, but I understand but you what you're understand. saying. I love his rapping skills. I'm just imagining someone pouring honey down your ear now. Oh, God, out. <laughs> I feel like I like when Ed Sheeran, not that he's sassy in Endgame, but I like sassy Ed Sheeran songs. Yeah. You know, so the rapping kind of suits that. But so anyways. let's get to the controversies. Yes. Because I just don't know how I feel about it. He hasn't stood up for Taylor ever. Like, ever. Yeah. <sighs> But specifically, he had a song with Justin Bieber that came out last year. Yeah. That's a major yikes. Uh, It's their song, I Don't Care. And if you want the scoop on Taylor and Justin, we did kind of touch on him when we talked about Selena, but you can listen to our Scooter episode because we really get into everything that happened with Justin and Taylor Mm -hmm. in that episode. So go listen to that. But I I just... It doesn't make sense to me. I have some opposing thoughts. I think that, and you might get mad at me for this, I feel like it's not really, like, yes, Ed should stand up for Taylor, like, with Snakey. I would have expected something from him there and would have wanted it there. But I don't think that it necessarily means that he's not on her side for not publicly saying something. You know, he could be talking to her behind the lines, and yes, that might not seem as... um for lack of a better word, like symbolic of standing up for her. I feel like he could still be supporting her, just not tweeting it out. But think about it. He works in the industry. And with Justin Bieber, maybe he's friends with Justin Bieber. Sometimes people have friends that don't like each other, you know? And this seems super unfortunate since it led to Snakegate. I just think, I don't know. I don't believe in cutting a friend out just because another friend has issues even though these were really deep I certainly wouldn't want Ed Sheeran to be friends with Scooter Braun and I guess that's kind of implied if he's having a song with Justin Bieber it is making Scooter Braun money I get it but I don't necessarily think it means Ed's not on Taylor's side if that makes sense yeah and he has said that he that he talks to her in private about those things so they definitely do talk it's just I really did not like seeing that he had a song with Justin Bieber. You know, yeah. that's like if Selena had a song with Kanye West. Yeah. But one thing, and I'm sure we'll talk about this person later, one thing I do want to note is that Gigi Hadid's really close with the Kardashians. And Gigi Hadid 
is one of yeah Taylor's best friends, and that's never brought up. I mean, Gigi is obviously a very fierce friend for Taylor, but she is like best friends with Kendall Jenner too, you know? Yeah. So I feel like something's happened, and sometimes you're gonna be friends with two different people that don't get along. I feel like that's different though, because Kendall really didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, like you can't ostracize an entire family. It was really just Kim. Another, know? like, well, it was just Kim and they really, like, they grew up together and everything. But you know that Gigi Hadid's probably friends with many of the Kardashians. Yeah. Like, they literally grew up together, you know? Um, and they always said that, I think it was Bella and Kendall. Bella Hadid and Kendall were really good friends in school. But then Gigi and Kendall had their modeling career take off around the same time. Mm-hmm. But, like, they were always seen together. Also, just another, while we're on the topic of this, the fact that, you know, you never really see Bella Hadid with Taylor at all, and then Selena and Bella with The Weeknd and that whole mix. I feel like there's a little bit of shady area, you know, and it's, I feel like Gigi Hadid and Taylor Swift are really good friends, but I bet there is some tension with that mixing, you know? Yeah. I feel like it could be. But Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Let's move on to our... Not so good friend, Carly Kloss. The worst KK. So we aren't even going to begin to unpack Carly Kloss in this episode, other than say they first interact with each other in 2012, and we think Carly was a terrible friend to Taylor. And we also don't think they're friends anymore. Listen to our two-parter series on Carly Kloss. It's episodes two and three, and yeah, we don't have time to deal with Miss Kushner today. Not today. Not today. <laughs> Just no, we're not going to get into it. Nope. Listen to those episodes. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to Lena Dunham. Woohoo! So this was really interesting to me. We're going to go into a bit more detail about Taylor's friendship with Lena because it's always fascinated me. I've never been a fan of Lena's and I've said this a million times. I could, I could never hate someone I've never met. So I, I don't hate her. I just find some things about her really sketchy. Don't love her vibe. It, Something feels off to me about her. Okay. And she's been a big friend of Taylor's. So right after Red came out in 2012, Lena tweeted, quote, At Taylor Swift's album is triumphant. If she'd been here when I was in college, I would have written papers on her, not Sylvia Plath. And Taylor responded to that with, quote, At Lena Dunham, you made my day with that. I'm now going to sit in my dressing room reciting my fave at Girls HBO quotes, which is all of them. Oh. Taylor later then talked about Lena and the tweet in an interview with the Rolling Stone saying, quote, I was really scared she was being ironic, which is sad. That is sad. Yeah. Yeah. going on. But I decided to follow her anyway, just in case. Within five minutes, I had a direct message from her. Let me see if I still have it. She spends a minute scrolling through her phone. I still have it, she said. I'm so excited about the... She's reading the DM now. (laughs) I am so excited about the prospect of being friends with you that I added the adjective best in front of it. The idea that you like my show is so thrilling and I can't wait to lavish you with praise in person. End quote within quote. End quote. (laughs) I hope that makes sense. It's kind of a weird thing to say. Yeah. Lavish you with praise in person. Writers, man. Writers. (laughs) And they do become friends. They <laughs> yeah. hang out at award shows. Lena goes to her 4th of July party. Taylor becomes close with Lena's boyfriend, Jack Antonoff. That is surprising. Who knew? They did it for six years. 
That's crazy. Jack Antonoff. Yep. We, he is the mastermind behind several of Taylor's hits. And you know she wrote You Are In Love from 1989 for them. Really? Yeah. Oh. For, for Alina and Jack. What? That literally... I'm shaken. Shook. Yeah. All of them. Everything. Well, con- continue to be shooken. We are in simpler times. We're still in, like, the early 2010s when people didn't think Taylor was a feminist. Remember? No. People did not think what? she was a feminist because she never, like, outwardly said it. Oh, my God. It's this whole thing. And it's just so crazy to think of these simpler times. You know, like, she's very active now and honest with who she is. But I really do like that Lena frequently defended her on this topic. And in an interview with The Guardian, Taylor even credited Lena with her feminist awakening, saying, quote, As a teenager, I didn't understand that saying you're a feminist is just saying that you hope women and men will have equal rights and equal opportunities. What it seemed to me, the way it was phrased in culture, society, was that you hate men. And now I think a lot of girls have had a feminist awakening because they understand what the word means. For so long, it's been made to seem like something where you pick it against the opposite sex, whereas it's not about that at all. Becoming friends with Lena without her preaching to me, but just seeing why she believes what she believes, why she says what she says, why she stands for what she stands for, has made me realize that I've been taking a feminist stance without actually saying so, end quote. So it does really seem like Lena helped her release her inner activist, Mm -hmm. and she's definitely only grown from here you know she's a huge activist now so i liked that lena helped her with that and also defended her i must butt in here and i'm putting on my scholarly cap because my whole master's thesis was on implications of being called a feminist in television and music and there are a lot there's a lot of shows so lena dunham was always like this is a feminist show Blah, blah, blah. Well, I specifically looked at Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who Taylor just recently wrote the piece on for most influential people or Mm -hmm. something like that for time. And so for shows like Phoebe Waller-Bridge's Fleabag or even Broad City and those kind of things, a lot of people will say that they're not feminist shows because, and this is a societal problem, when people call it a feminist show, ratings go down. Because, or it becomes labeled a woman show at that Mm -hmm. point. And like, therefore less people listen to it. So it's interesting to me that Taylor never claimed it at that time. And now people will, like Phoebe Waller-Bridge will straight up say, I'm a feminist, but my show is not feminist. It's interesting to me to see that Lena Dunham really brought this out in Taylor because saying you're a feminist in Hollywood, or I always say in Hollywood, in Hollywood, in music, in whatever industry you're in, can have negative implications. Especially in this time. Especially Like, like the 2010s early. Yeah. Which is a sad truth, and I love that women are now owning it more mm. and, you know, sticking up for it regardless, but I just think that's... And understanding what it means, too. Yeah, yeah. And kind of fighting against how that might make men or women in the industry react. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyways, sorry. I just like, when you were talking about that, I was like, oh my God, I just wrote 100 pages on this. I was like, whew. And now she's really good friends with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I don't know. It's interesting. I hope all these women continue to talk about being a feminist. And it is. It's women. nice to see 
Especially Taylor just being so much more open about it. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Just like simpler times, man. Yeah. That this was a thing. And doesn't it kind of make you mad that some people will say that they're not a feminist in their work? Like even Broad City says this is not a feminist show. It's weird. Yeah. And like people are like literally applauding them for being like a feminist show. Fleabag, Broad City, all the above. And like the writers will literally come out and say this isn't feminist. It's sad. I just don't know why it has to be an ist. I know, yeah. Like it's a show. I, it's just, I, I'll it's have a, to read your paper. <laughs> it's a way of like pigeonholing yeah. women's work into a different subsection. And that's why people have yeah. issues with it. Yeah. It's, it's not really, by them saying it's not feminist makes them not feminist. It's more the issue of everyone around you pigeonholing you after you say you are mm-hmm. feminist. So it's almost feminist to be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. All right. <laughs> That's a rant over. Let's not continue <laughs> going down that hole. Well, let's continue with Lena defending Taylor many more times for other controversies, specifically during the height of her drama with Kanye West. And I love that she spoke out against this. The famous music video where we had the figure of Taylor's naked body, the wax figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can hear more about that in our Kimye episodes. I'm not going to get into it. It's really gross, but Lena supported Taylor for that and defended Taylor's silence during the 2016 election. Again, simpler times. Yeah, I'd say. Oh, simpler times. <laughs> oh, so this is what Lena said about Taylor not being politically active or speaking up during the 2016 election. Mm -hmm. Quote, when I was lesser known, I was like, who could not share their opinion? Then I found out that when you talk about politics, people will straight up tweet you the floor plan of your house and say they're coming to your house. End quote. So she's saying, of course, Taylor's not going to talk about politics because there are such crazy people who are already obsessed with her. Like people stalkers show up to her house all the time. Yeah. So like, I understand this defense. Oh my... Didn't someone, like, sleep in her bed once? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Taylor Swift's bed, by the way. But, um, that is scary. I mean, it's, it's like putting a target on your back. Yeah. I wish Taylor had been more politically active during this time, but, um, Lena's saying this definitely opened my eye and understood. Yeah, I don't think it should prevent people from doing it, but that is scary. I mean, I cannot yeah. even imagine. Yeah. So I really like that Lena has defended her so many times. Yeah. Like, I think I just named like five different times already. So now let's get into the controversy. Okay. As I've said before, Taylor wrote You Are In Love about Jack Antonoff and Lena Dunham. They were dating for six years and Jack has produced tons of Taylor songs. And I'm pretty sure that's how they met is through Lena. Yeah. What a great coincidence or serendipity. Well, Lena and Jack broke up in December of 2017. And it was actually rumored for a while that Jack was secretly dating Lord. What? He produced her melodrama album. So they were working together like very closely. So three months later, March of 2018, Lena unfollowed Taylor on Twitter. (gasps) What? And after the media picked up on Lena unfollowing her, Lena tweeted about how much she likes Taylor's song, Delicate. Okay. So kind of like when people called out Selena for the skims, like immediately yeah. Selena's like, I love Taylor, you know? Oh my gosh. And just last December for Taylor's 30th birthday, Lena tweeted her a happy birthday. So who knows? But she did unfollow her. Is she currently not following Taylor? I don't think so. Where's my phone? I tried to verify it, but... 
you have to like scroll and scroll and scroll and she yeah, follows no. like 800 people. Yeah. But people watch these things. Yeah. So I think it would be noted if she did follow her again. I've always wondered if media news, you know, I w- I've always wondered if they have like alerts to like watch who's unfollowing, following people. Probably. They probably do. Like the gossip blogs probably do. Because how else would you possibly know? I know. And they definitely were following each other mutually because they talk about that DM. Yeah. So I, I don't know how I feel about <sighs> it. I'm not even going to get into my feelings on her as a person, but I just, it's weird that she unfollowed Taylor. But I mean, yeah. I guess it makes sense because Taylor is so close with Jack. Yeah. And maybe, you know, when you go through a breakup, you don't want to see anything about your ex online. Yeah. And I'm sure maybe things that Taylor's tweeting about, like songs she's working on or something like that might remind Lena. Yeah. I don't know. You can just mute people, though. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love muting and Same. hiding. It's like, I just don't want to see it, but I don't want yeah. the drama. Yeah. Mute. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, people don't think straight when they're heartbroken. Mm -hmm. So maybe she was feeling a little scorned, not only by Jack, but by Taylor. If Taylor knew about him and Lord or worse, introduced him to Lord. Which is probably the case. Probably the case, you know, so I don't know. Layered. Yeah, people do worse than press the unfollow button when they're heartbroken. Well, speaking of Lord. Oh, well now we're on to Lord herself. So let's get into this. This one's a wild ride. So buckle up. Click. <laughs> it didn't start off well. Lord likes to talk a lot in interviews. So much. Sweet. Oh Lord. my gosh. She talks so much. <laughs> yeah. She says so many things that gets her in trouble. Literally like word vomit. Um and in October 2013 interview, when Lord was only 16, but honestly, she was already an overnight success because of Royals, Lord says, quote, Taylor Swift is so flawless and so unattainable, and I don't think it's breeding anything good in young girls. I'm never going to be like Taylor Swift. Why can't I be as pretty as Lord? That's fucking bullshit, end quote. What? Yeah. I, I'm also just confused. Yeah. That's a little bit of a confusing <laughs> quote. Um, so she's saying Taylor is so beautiful that it's not breeding anything good in young girls. Okay. I'm like she's s- a bad influence, basically. Like, I'm sorry that Taylor Swift is a gorgeous human being. And it's, the word breeding is just weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that word should ever be used unless we're talking about farm animals. It's weird and it's like. I mean, people will say that when a star is really skinny, you know, like that's unattainable. But again, not Taylor's fault. It's just, you know, it's your image. I mean, obviously she's talked about her body image in Miss Americana at this point. But I think that's just interesting to say that she's a bad influence. Yeah. It just confuses me. And what is she saying here? I'm never going to be like Taylor Swift. Why can't I be as pretty as Lord? That's fucking bullshit. Is she saying she doesn't want people to be like, why can't I be as pretty as Lord? Is that what she's trying yeah, to say? Yeah, like she's okay. like um, saying that in the voice of like a younger person looking up to them. That's, I don't know. That, that makes me feel weird. I don't know. Okay, moving on. Um, the next month, Lord and Taylor grab Shake Shack together, and apparently Taylor had sent Lord flowers after a performance. So I don't think Taylor saw this quote at all. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. I don't think she saw it. I really don't think she did. <laughs> well, Taylor, if you're listening, here's the quote. <laughs> we don't want to stir any drama. I'm sure <laughs> she's seen it, like, after. Since. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm a little um, baffled a little bit. But they go on to go to parties together, and they frequently posted pictures online of them hanging out, and it looks like they became really close. And Taylor actually threw Lord a birthday party in 2016, and Lord was one of the first people to hear 1989 before it came out. So, close friend. Yeah. Um, just so you listeners know, right before this, Cressy and I were watching 1989 World Tour. Yes, I've finally seen it. Amazing. I kind of get it now. I like 1989, probably 80% more. Yes. I think, like, and I never hated it, but. Yeah. Seeing the tour, seeing her really bet, seeing her really go for it with every performance. I, yeah, mad respect for 1989. I, that's probably gonna be my biggest regret in life is not going to the 1989 world tour. What a regret. The biggest regret. Um, yeah, it was just too cool then, too in college. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, we were talking about how Lord would have been a fantastic surprise guest. Yeah, one of my friends went to the DC 1989 tour, and Lord was the special guest for the DC, and I just remember being so jealous. Oh, God. Like, could you imagine seeing Lord walk out and them singing Royals together? I was just thinking about it. Literally same. I feel like <sighs> if I could like handpick who it was, definitely Lord or Adina Menzel. <laughs> yeah, or Selena, just because they're best friends. For me, it's anyone but Toblo. Anyone but Toblo, which is who Cressy got. Yeah, callback. So yeah. Anyway, um, but let's go on to some controversies. So, in 2013, the same year when she said Taylor was a bad influence on young girls, Lord had an interview where she shared some opinions on Selena Gomez's song "Come and Get It." Oh God, <laughs> Lord said, "I don't even know this quote yet," and I'm already like. <laughs> scared lord said quote i'm a feminist and the theme of her song is when you're ready come and get it from me lord said of the hit earlier this year i'm sick of women being portrayed this way end quote interesting selena responds to this comment in an interview with flaunt magazine saying quote that's not feminism lord is not supporting other women that's my honest opinion that's what i would say to her if i saw her yeah Oh, um, Selena also went on to say, I actually covered her song in all of my shows that I've done so far. I'm not sure if I'm going to continue that, end quote. Oh my God. Selena hit back. Damn, she really did. And again, Lord mouth vomiting in interviews. And like... (laughs) Name dropping. And they're both best friends with Taylor. I don't know, weird. Yeah. Like, uh, they're in the same circle. Oh, gosh. Okay. So then in 2017, Lord said something fishy in an interview again that seemed to infer it was about Taylor. Lord didn't say Taylor's name in this quote, but the article of the interview did. And here's the exact section of this interview. So, quote, On the difficulty of maintaining a friendship with someone as famous as Taylor Swift, colon, It's like having a friend with very specific allergies. There are certain places you can't go together certain things you can't do. There are these different sets of considerations within the friendship. It's like having a friend with an autoimmune disease. End quote. Yikes. Yeah, I remember this one when it happened. (laughs) 
Again, with the mouth vomits. Also, like, a little offensive to people with allergies or autoimmune diseases. I just realized I've been saying mouth vomit instead of word vomit. You guys know what I meant. Yeah, it's okay. We're a little, um, it was game day yesterday. You understand where. They get it. We're tired. Freudian slip. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But the next day, Lord apologized on Twitter because people were quick to point out that that's not exactly okay to say, especially since Taylor's best friend, Selena, has an autoimmune disease. Lupus. I did not even think about that. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. That's over two between Lord and Selena, especially. <laughs> oh my God. Not I told you good. it was wild. Yeah, it's not. This is a wild ride. That is for sure. Then the month after that interview, an interview with Lord came out that made it seem like she was distancing herself from the squad. Here's what Rolling Stone said about it. Quote, in an interview on the Australian morning show Sunrise, she noted how wonderful it has been to meet her musical heroes, but that she does not hang out with them. The editing of the clip made it appear as if Swift had been one of the heroes she was referring to. And when it jumped to a question about being in Swift's friend group, known publicly as her squad, Lord rolled her eyes and noted that she doesn't call her idols for advice, end quote. Lord is like a sassy teenager, you know? Like a little, like... This is 2017, though. Like an obstinate child a little bit. Yeah. Wow. I'm really going after you, Lord. I don't really feel that deeply if you're listening. Why do I always think celebrities are <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. I know, I just... In my mind, you know, I'm living my best life out here. (laughs) Hey, Lord. Um, So in this clip, Lord does visibly cringe and roll her eyes and sort of like groan, you know, like she's annoyed. So then Lord apologizes on Twitter saying, quote, Taylor is a dear friend. I love her very much. In the interview in question, I had just been talking about Bowie and Patti Smith. Those were the idols I was referring to that I'm not friends with, not Taylor. I've always found people's perception of this squad idea frustrating in the past. It was never some exclusive club or secret society, but a wide circle of people, some of whom I know and some who I've never met, like most wide groups of friends. Forgive me for the mild eye roll I popped when it was brought up as if we're all blood members of a secret cult. Lord. Just calm down a little bit. Okay. Really? I see being annoyed about it, though, if you're constantly asked about it in interviews. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the wording. I mean, I kind of like it. It's creative. You know, it really gets the point across. But, I don't know, blood members of a secret cult. Like, it's very dramatic. Very Mm -hmm. melodramatic, if you ask me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sorry. Really shitty to wake up to headlines about whether or not you've jumped ship on someone you deeply respect and ride for. I want to say one more time that Taylor has been there for me in all my dark and light moments these past five years. All of them. I feel truly terrible that it would ever seem like I wasn't faithfully her person. End quote. Oh, that was an emotional up and down, but... I told you, it gets juicy. (laughs) Well, it's like, even just like reading these quotes, I'm like, what's Lord going to say next? Uh Uh-oh. Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Like, I, oh, wow. Oh, but yeah. So that was Lord. That was a lot. Yeah. Let's hop back to 2013. (laughs) Same year that Taylor and Lord met. Taylor also meets several of her model friends while taping the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, which 
be kind of came synonymous with the squad. Yeah. Like all of those models. This includes Cara Delevingne, Lily Aldridge, Martha Hunt. Why did I say that in a southern accent? I have no idea. Martha Hunt. Hunt. Anyway. (laughs) So let's start with Martha Hunt. As we've mentioned in many other episodes, Martha Hunt is loyal as hell. Oh, we love her. She frequently defends Taylor publicly (laughs) at any time, day or night. She, if Taylor's under attack... Martha's there. She's ready up. to throw hands. <laughs> she is at her keyboard at all times. <laughs> I think she would fight someone in person. <laughs> I'm sure she's really strong. Oh, I bet. So they also post pictures pretty often. They're definitely friends. Yeah. She posted for folklore. It was yeah. like um, a really... Was it black and white? I don't know. She was like in woods or something. So Cara Delevingne, she was on the cover of Variety Magazine for June 2020. And Taylor wrote a really sweet tribute about Kara. Oh, quote. Kara is extreme, eccentric, hilarious, loving, and deeply loyal. She's an explorer by nature and is always on the hunt for the next adventure, which makes it a wild ride being her friend. You legitimately never know where the night will take you when she's around. But while she's spirited and outgoing, she's also the person you'll find in the corner of a party talking to someone she's just met for hours just because they're going through a rough time. She's deeply curious about others and profoundly sensitive. It's that mixture of curiosity and sensitivity that I think makes her such a natural at becoming someone else on camera, end quote. So Kara's definitely deeply loyal. And yeah. we saw her defending Taylor, like Martha, mm-hmm. uh, when Justin Bieber made that post about Scooter and mm-hmm. Taylor calling her out, which you can hear more about in the Scooter episode. Mm-hmm. So I definitely see Kara on the same level as Martha Hunt, friendship-wise. Yeah, I feel like Cara Delevingne is definitely someone I would want on my side. Yeah. Like, she, and Taylor calls her deeply loyal. That's yeah. a big compliment. Cara Delevingne just seems like so cool. I feel like she's friends with a lot of different yeah. people. Yeah, she does seem cool. And Gigi Hadid, oh. we've touched on her. Gigi and Taylor support each other frequently. Uh, we've seen those pictures of Taylor sitting front row at one of Gigi's fashion shows and Taylor's like being a mom and taking pictures and freaking out uh, when Gigi walks is really cute. Aww. It's the Tommy Hilfiger show. Uh, Gigi has also been to many of Taylor's concerts. Ten to be exact. Yeah. She's been wow. to ten concerts and it looks I like wish. she sings every word to every song. So she's yeah. not only a friend, she's a fan. And Gigi <laughs> has said in interviews that she was a big fan of her music growing up. So Aww. Gigi's definitely a fan and a friend. I'm so jealous. And Taylor even made Gigi and Zane's newborn daughter a blanket. I love it. We love to yeah. see it. Gigi Hadid is like, I don't know, I just feel like I really love her. That's weird yeah. to say for like, you know, obviously I don't know anything about her, but what I've seen her put out, you know, defending Taylor or not, just like random videos of her, her speeches when she's won model awards. I don't know. I just feel like Gigi Hadid's a good person. and Deeply the, loyal, too. Yeah. And there was, um, which is good to see, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that these aren't, like, shallow friendships. There is a video of Gigi literally dancing at the Reputation Stadium tour right below Taylor as she's singing Dress. And it's the part where she takes the dress part mm-hmm. of her um, outfit off. And Gigi, like freaks out like like immediately uh, could you imagine being taylor's friend and like literally looking at her perform this wow i just uh, i can't imagine this also just reminded me of when Gigi got in a twitter fight i don't remember who it was but oh. she was defending zane oh that? yeah no i know what you're talking she was, about like, ready to throw hands <laughs> it was a youtuber was it logan paul 
Yeah, or yeah. One, one of those guys, they were talking about, like, how they could beat up Zane or something, and Gigi just popped off. So yeah. she's definitely super loyal. Apparently, Zane blew the... I know a lot about this. They just, uh, Yeah. They, apparently, Zane blew off whoever it was, whatever YouTube star it was, to hang out. And Gigi literally goes, I'm like, basically calls them lame. Like, I'm sorry, we don't want to leave the house to hang out with your lame ass. Or like, I don't know, like in other words, but. That's on you for not <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> That's on you. Um, but yeah, she's basically like, you know, I'm sorry. He didn't want to leave the hotel to go hang out with your lame ass. Or like, I don't know, in other words. Yeah. Um, and she also calls him her king. Which is, I don't know. Anyway. Teach their own. <laughs> but let's move on to Ashley Avignon. I, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm really unsure. Who knows? Who knows? Another old longtime friend of Taylor's. Ashley is a fashion stylist and she is also the one who liked Perez Hilton's tweet about Carly Kloss, which we talk about in our KK episode. So go listen to that. And I have a tweet if we wanted to read it or we could keep going. Oh, let's read the tweet. We got we, nothing but time. So here's the tweet that Ashley liked. Quote, according to Perez Hilton, the reason why Taylor Swift isn't close to Carly Kloss anymore is because she found out that Carly was telling things about her and her career to Scooter Braun. End quote. Mm-hmm. There we go. Anyway. Yep. Listen to our Carly episode. Yeah. Let's not get into it. We can't. Yeah. So now let's go into Blake Lively. I just, I just like am so jealous of all these people's lives because like, like Blake Lively on Gossip Girl and Taylor's her best friend and she's also friends with Gigi Hadid. I don't know. It just, it just seems like picture perfect, but nothing is as perfect as it may seem. Yeah. This seems pretty perfect though. Um, so according to Insider... It's unclear when Blake Lively and Taylor met, but it was definitely sometime around 2015. Um, They're a little bit more secretive about their friendship. They're not so, like, in your face about it, which is interesting. And one of the first times we really see pictures of Taylor and Blake Lively together is from when they visited a Australian theme park together. I'm pretty sure they, like, hold a kangaroo or a koala in one of them. Oh, yeah, I remember those pictures. Yeah, and there's one of them jumping, and they look really cute. Blake Lively and Taylor, I feel like, seem like they have a pretty true friendship as well. Like, especially because Blake Lively is now married to Ryan Reynolds, and it seems like Taylor is really good friends with Ryan Reynolds also. It seems like they're just, like, close family. I wonder if Taylor's, like, a godmother or something. I guess we would probably know that. Maybe not. Maybe we wouldn't. I don't know. But let's talk about Cressy. Who's the other person who talks in Gorgeous? Blake Lively's baby. <laughs> and let's not forget, Ryan Reynolds has made appearances in her music video. Yeah. Videos. Yeah. Plural. We see him actually, and you need to calm down. We see his gen brand, Aviation Gen. We see that in Cardigan, right? And I think there was another video we see it in. Um... I know that th- that she posted a picture from that Halloween party where she was dressed as Ariel, and it's her and Ryan Reynolds literally drinking the gin. Yeah. And I don't know about... Is there gin in Cardigan? I think it's, like, on the table. Like really? As, yeah, oh, just, like, off no. to the side. You're right. I do think I heard that. 
So she's really um, helping again. Yeah. Taylor loves to bring her friends up. She's helping. And um, Ryan Reynolds' name was actually on her shirt in Look What You Made Me Do, yeah. too. It was Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. So it just seems like they're really good friends. And Oh, and the tweets. We have to talk about the um, Last Great American Dynasty tweets. Yes. Where someone, some fan tweeted how they want it to be, uh, they want the song Last Great American Dynasty to essentially be a movie with Blake and Ryan Reynolds playing Rebecca and, isn't it James? No, it's not James. Rebecca and, what's the guy's name? Her husband, Bill. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rebecca and Bill. And it was really cute because, like, Taylor responded Blake and Ryan responded yeah. to this tweet. And, and I think Jesse Tyler Ferguson, is that his name? Oh, yeah, I the think that is his name. redhead from Modern Family. Yeah. He, the tweet said that he should be, like, the snooty neighbor. Oh. <laughs> and he replied, too, saying, like, I'm in. Yeah. And then Ryan Reynolds was like, well, what about Bill's failing heart or something like that? Like, direct quote from the song. I don't know. I just feel like they're all really good friends. And we should also mention... The names Betty and Inez. Oh my That's god! That's the name of the names of their children. Yeah, and they think. Oh, and James. And James, and that's what announced the name of that child. No one yeah. didn't know until Taylor used it in the song. I feel like they're really tight. I yeah. feel like all three of them are just like BFFs. I love it. Yeah. Oh, cute. I wish I was one of their children. Me too. <laughs> For <Anyway>. many reasons. <laughs> So I wanted us to finish up this timeline by talking about Taylor's 30 Things I Learned Before 30 essay for Elle magazine because Taylor had a few of those numbers dedicated to friendships. And I feel like it was super mature and introspective of her. I, I just, I love this entire list. And I feel like a lot of these indirectly refer to the squad. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So let's start with number 18. Quote, realizing childhood scars and working on rectifying them. For example, never being popular as a kid was always an insecurity for me. Even as an adult, I still have recurring flashbacks of sitting at lunch tables alone or hiding in a bathroom stall or trying to make a new friend and being laughed at. In my 20s, I found myself surrounded by girls who wanted to be my friend. So I shouted it from the rooftops, posted pictures, and celebrated my newfound acceptance into a sisterhood without realizing that other people might still feel the way I did when I felt so alone. It's important to address our long-standing issues before we turn into the living embodiment of them, end quote. That's definitely wow. a squad. Yeah. And it makes wow. so much sense, too. Yeah. Of why it was everywhere and why they went to award shows together and there was all the yeah. pictures and the squad was a thing it makes it makes sense and she's admitting to like shouting it from the rooftops yeah like, i have friends see yeah that's that is incredibly introspective of her and i don't know i just i like that she can see the negative impacts of it but also i understand where she's coming from and i think it's okay for her to be happy she has friends and proud of her friends yeah and obviously from what we've talked about today a lot of these friendships aren't shallow friendships. Mm -hmm. Some of them are. I mean, she'll talk about that, I believe, in one of the, the next, next ones. ones. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, like, some of these are really true, long-standing friendships. So, I don't know. Continue. It's your turn. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm reading the... Okay. Yeah, we're taking turns. Woo, long, here we go. Long for it to all be me. <laughs> 
So let's go on to the next one. 20. Speaking of shallow versus real friendships, she says this, quote, learning the difference between lifelong friendships and situationships. Carly Claus. Yeah. Carly, we're looking at you. Something about we're in our young 20s hurls people together into groups that can feel like your chosen family. And maybe they will be for the rest of your life, or maybe they'll just be your comrades for an important phase, but not forever. It's sad sometimes when you grow, you outgrow relationships. You may leave behind friendships along the way, but you'll always keep the memories. I like that she isn't like being mean in this too. She's yeah. just saying that she outgrew people. Yeah. So is there anything we want to talk don't... about this quote? I just feel move like on. it's a nice quote. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. So let's move on to 22. Quote, I learned that I have friends and fans in my life who don't care if I'm hashtag canceled. They were there in the worst times and they're here now. The fans and their care for me, my well-being, and my music were the ones who pulled me through. The most emotional part of the Reputation Stadium tour for me was knowing I was looking out at the faces of the people who helped me get back up. I'll never forget the ones who stuck around. End quote. Oh my god, I want to cry. <laughs> my tear ducts are like... <laughs> flaring up. I'm, I'm having an emotional response right now. <laughs> I feel like this is kind yeah. of calling out the people who didn't stick up for her yeah like a cheering oh man well whether he did or not he still has red tattooed on his <laughs> he body sure does oh i forgot to mention that yeah. glad you brought that up yeah i, I think don't we... think we touched on that no yeah he's got red tattooed on his body like the album yeah yeah maybe he should literally to make a dramatic message tattoo i love taylor's but i don't know i don't know where i was going with that we're just going to cut that all out. That's gone. Okay, next. <laughs> Allie? Yes, number 30. Quote, My mom always tells me that when I was a little kid, she never had to punish me for misbehaving because I would punish myself even worse. I'd lock myself in my room and couldn't forgive myself as a five-year-old. I realize that I do the same thing now when I feel I've made a mistake, whether it's self-imposed exile Exile. I know. (laughs) Or silencing myself and isolating. I've come to the realization that I need to be able to forgive myself for making the wrong choice, trusting the wrong person, or figuratively falling on my face in front of everyone. Step into the daylight and let it go. Wait, is this before Lover? No. This was the December after Lover. This was last December when she turned Okay. Okay. Whoa. All right. I was about to be like, Wow, foreshadowing. So I included this one because of her line about trusting the wrong person. Yeah. Carly. The squad. And the squad. Other people beyond Carly. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to go through some of those numbers from that article. And if you haven't read it, you totally should. I. It's just so introspective and mature. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about where the squad stands today. So... Let's go through the names that were on the Look What You Made Me Do shirt. Like you said, Blake and Ryan, they were on there. Mm-hmm. We also have Ed Sheeran, his name was on there. The Haim sisters, as in Danielle, Este, and Alana. Selena Gomez, Claire Winter Kisslinger, Abigail Anderson, Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, Todrick Hall, Lily Aldridge, Martha Hunt, Lena Dunham, and Gigi Hadid. Oh, Lena's there. Wow. Okay, so I guess they're cool. Yeah. I wonder if Taylor even knows that she unfollowed her. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
Because you would only know that if you obsessively see the gossip blogs. Because it wasn't like mainstream news. It was like on, yeah. the, on the gossip blogs. Well, I started to think like maybe it was a hacker that did it. But then I thought about how she literally tweeted about Delicate right after. So she knew. Yeah. But why would you unfollow someone you're mad at I, and then tweet about I Delicate? I don't know. I don't know. That makes no sense. But anyway, those are the names on the shirt. Make that what you will. And now we have a new version of the names on the shirt. It's who all got a cardigan. So this isn't the full list because it would probably take us 10 minutes to read every name. And a lot of them are people I didn't know. Like some TikTok people, some some youths that I don't know. So this is not a full list. Allie, do you want to read it? I would just want to start with the very best, Spencer Pratt. Yes, I'm so glad he got one. (laughs) Me too. But also other people include Halsey, Cara Delevingne, Suki Waterhouse, Cassie David, as in Larry David's daughter, as in Pete Davidson's previous girlfriend yeah. before the whole Ariana Grande thing. Um, Martha Hunt, Abigail Anderson, Lucier, Haim, sisters, Natalia Bryant, who is Kobe Bryant's 17-year-old daughter, The Queer Eye Crew, Jonathan Van Ness, Bobby Burke, Tan France, and Anthony, Elle Fanning, by the way, her show is great, called The Great. Oh, wow. I didn't even do that on purpose. Aww. The show The Great is great. I'll have to watch it. What's yeah. it on? Uh, Hulu. Okay. Definitely watch it. Highly recommend. Um, Spencer Pratt already said that. Gotta say it again. Kesha, Hannah Hart, Jennifer Hudson. Yes. Love Jennifer. How do you pronounce this next one? Kobe Calais. <laughs> Two syllables. I don't know why I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> That's a callback to our last episode. For whatever reason, I say Kobe Calais very fiercely for whatever reason my mouth refuses to say it correctly and i tried really hard (laughs) she tried i'll give it to her like you really tried to teach me cressy after we recorded that even made a meme like to send to me specifically about it's the little cat and then the woman yelling the woman yelling and it (laughs) and i'm the cat and, and it's like the woman yelling like saying it's only two syllables and then the cat is going Calier. Yeah. But in the meme, I messed it up. And again, like I have the woman saying it's three syllables. Like that's how hard my brain thinks it's three syllables. Yeah. Like I even screwed up a meme. I hate to break it to you, Cressy, but it's two. I trust you. <laughs> I know. For whatever reason, my brain disagrees, but I, I know, I know you're right. You, you know, I'm right. Um, but past Colby. Wait, that's actually really interesting too, that she got a cardigan. Yeah. So they're still friends, I guess. Kind of friends-ish. I don't know. I don't know. What's Colby up to these days? No clue, but cool. <laughs> Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Fletcher, Haley Kiyoko. I think I'm saying that right. Jamila Jamil. Love her. Love this one, right? That's uh, what Taylor, yeah. Anyways. Um, Ruby Rose, Millie Bobby Brown, and Adam Lambert. Again, not a full list, but big list. Yeah, that's that's a huge list and some fun like extras I feel like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have expected like Adam Lambert who knew that he was yeah, tied with Taylor at all. Also just a good marketing move to send yeah. famous people. Yeah. So they can post pictures in it. Well, it's definitely why they that she sent it to like TikTokers. Yeah. Although she did put that TikToker in uh the man music video. Yeah. So maybe she's maybe she's a TikToker. Maybe she TikToks it up. Maybe. Another callback. <laughs> um but yeah, so so that concludes our squad episode. We didn't go into a lot of detail of every single member. Like I only touched on some of the models. I didn't go into a lot about Haim because really there's just not a lot to be said about them. Mm-hmm. But 
Let's close by saying, who do you think is still in the squad? All right. For my first pick, I'm <laughs> definitely going to go... Squad draft. <laughs> squad Wait, draft. does anyone know anything about fantasy football? And can I give you my login information? <laughs> Let me know. Okay. You know where to find us. Please. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I am going to break a rule and draft two people for the first one. And they are Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Definitely in. Selena. That's my second oh, pick. Easy. Abigail. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Ashley Avignon, I'm sure. Ashley Avignon, I'm positive. I'm going to draft Colby Calais. Maybe not squad. Kesha, for sure. Oh, Kesha's a good one. Ooh. Taylor wow. has always had Kesha's bag. You know who I'm going to pull in? Wild card. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's in. Yeah. She's in. Um, also, we have to say Martha Hunt. Yes, she, and Cara Delevingne. Yeah, those two in. always got her back. We now have to bring up anyone we think is out. Cressy, yeah. would you like to name the first person who is out of the squad? Are you wanting me to say a specific person? I was just thinking Carly. Oh, but oh. yeah. <laughs> you said that so knowingly. I was like, oh, I don't know which one to say first. I'm so scared. Well, then I did kind of like give you eyes because like, I thought you were going to say Ed Sheeran. And I was like, oh. I know you are. Carly Claus. Carly Claus. Who would be the next person out? Perhaps? Lord? No, I think they're cool. I, she just had a thing now. Yeah. Who else would be out? Kendall Jenner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kendall Jenner was once in the squad. She died. Uh, Zendaya was in those... Uh, a lot of the squad photos from award shows. That is interesting. And she actually uh, likes some shady tweets about Zendaya. Really? Uh, not about Zendaya, about Zendaya likes them about Taylor Swift. Really? Like, yeah. what, saying what? Wait, Google that real quick. I don't want to make something up that's not real. Zendaya likes shady Taylor Swift. That's probably <laughs> so not specific. specific. <laughs> I feel like that might not be. Oh, stuff came up? Yeah. Okay, pulling up Pop Sugar. Seems like a reliable source. An exhaustive list of everything that happened after Kim Kardashian. Oh, it's about Kim. But let's see what Zendaya did. So, it looks like Zendaya, after the Kim Kardashian Snapchat week, liked Snake a few tweets that seemingly shade Taylor. First being, quote, I'm glad Zendaya was never really down with that whole Taylor squad. End quote. Yeah, she, you were in her Bad Blood music video. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even make any sense. And then the next one, Good versus Evil, with Taylor being the evil. That's weird. I wonder if something happened with Zendaya in the group or like, I don't I know. I she was just being shady. It says, the, the tweet says, crop Zendaya out of this. She is pure. Wow. She liked something that called Taylor evil. Interesting. I've always liked Zendaya, so I, I never knew that. It's a bummer. That is a bummer. Well. Uh, Casey Musgraves. Oh, Casey Musgraves is out. That is for always sure. Always with the likes on Twitter. I'm just going to pull up pictures of Taylor Swift's squad right now so we can literally <laughs> look at who is in and out. All right, let's pull up this one. Haley Steinfeld. I doubt she's out of it. I, I bet she's still in. Yeah, I'm sure they're friends. Is that Mariska Hargitay? <laughs> Mariska Hargitay in maybe I don't know actually I I can't even say that I don't know anything their friendship oh I would like to say someone who is also in on the squad Serena Williams yeah I think so too yeah they hang out 
Yeah, no, they're like good friends. Serena Williams seems like a really fun person to hang out with. Um, and I feel like the man music video was like kind of a nod to her too when the man character has like a freak out scene uh, on the tennis courts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it totally is because people, you know, how the media portray Serena because she's a woman when she is As like an angry black woman. Yeah. Because she's upset because she's lost. But when guys do the same thing, that's not, there's not stories about it. They have heart for the game. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's racist and sexist. Yeah. It's all of the above. So yeah, that's some of our thoughts on who's in and who's out. Yeah, if you have any thoughts about the squad, something we didn't mention, join the discussion. Yeah. You can find us anywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, Tumblr. We're all there. We are there and we are looking for your messages. Honestly, all of your sweet messages are like really giving Cressy and I life. Oh, it, it gives us purpose. It's why we wake up in the morning. Literally, <laughs> it's like a day changer. Yeah, so, it makes me so happy. So thank you guys for sending those. Yeah, if you're out there and you sent us one of those, just know that like our heart was like beaming. Yeah, it, we both like, read them. Like honestly, for like five days probably. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to send any of those, in our show notes, we always have links to our socials. So yeah, scroll down there. Yeah, and check out our website. We got all of our um, sources and extra fun things, rules for gamer girls, all of that. So check us out. Yeah, so thank you for listening to another episode of Good for a Weekend. Uh, as we've said before in our last episode, things are kind of crazy right now. Allie and I are both in a moving transition. <laughs> yeah. I'm finally settled. So now it's sweet Allie's turn to finish up. <laughs> Oh, pray for sweet. I know. So things are a little chaotic right now, but we're we're gonna keep putting out episodes. Yeah. So thank you for being patient and understanding. We really appreciate it. I know it's probably confusing that we don't have like a specific date that we come out on, but you know, you y'all get it. Y'all get get it. it. So thank you for listening, and we'll see y'all whenever we see y'all again. Sometime soon. Gfa out. Gfa out.